Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. This is Dave Rosendahl and I hope you're having a fantastic day. Listen, we just exited a mastermind discussion. This is something that we do about once a month with a company called The Best Postcard. If you've been a longtime listener to the show, you've probably heard a few of these other inside views. You get to be a fly on the wall as we discuss the important things that these companies need to know about how they're spending their marketing dollars relative to the economic uncertainty, the market fluctuations, the supply chain issues, all of the things that we as business leaders and business owners are facing. Now, this particular group are focused in HVAC, electrical, and plumbing, but even if you're not in the trade, this episode is one that's going to be really important to you because I think you need to hear how other business leaders think about how they're going to be spending their marketing dollars to grow their brand, drive leads, and grow sales. So I think you're going to find this of interest. Let's jump right into the discussion. You're going to hear me along with the Best Postcards team and these other business leaders as we talk about all of these important things as you head into 2022. All right, let's jump right in. So in case we've never met, let me introduce myself real quick, and then we're going to jump right in. I'm Dave Rosendahl, and uh, we partner closely with Drew and the Best Postcards in many areas, and I'm excited to be able to moderate the session today. This is a roughly every month or so uh, mastermind that we hold specifically for a hand-selected group of people. So if you're here, you've been selected by the team, you've been chosen by the team to participate. Keep this group private and uh, very tight so that we can keep the quality of the information that's going back and forth um, as high as possible. And McKenna, since it's your first time, it sounds like everyone else has been here before. Let me just speak briefly to you about the purpose of this group here. Drew and the team are really focused on not only providing you an incredible set of marketing services, but also creating an ecosystem of support, a platform of support around everything that we help you do uh, in terms of growing your business, growing your brand and generating leads. And so the idea here is to be able to hear from others around the table, around this virtual table, to learn from one another, to be inspired by one another, and to hopefully leave the meeting with some new ideas that we can apply to our business. Andrew, before I kick us off and get into the material today, do you want to just say hi to everybody, welcome everybody to the event, and then we'll get started. Thanks for everybody for, for coming, and we love you all, and you know, you're a family to us. We're looking forward to another great year. Awesome. Thank you, Drew. All right, so here's what we're going to do today, folks. I have got one item of housekeeping that I want to take you through. McKenna, if you're feeling up to it, I know you weren't feeling too well. I'd love to get a quick introduction from you here in a moment. I'll bring you on the air so that you can introduce yourself briefly to everyone here. Uh, then we're going to bring up Ashley. And Ashley's going to give us an update on uh, some of the new mailers. We're going to hear briefly also from Tom Casey, who's going to give us some insight into uh, the unique ways that they're thinking about this promo and how he's equipping his team to be effective with it. So I want you to hear that. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then really where we want to try to spend the majority of our time today is in our open discussion. This is where folks say they get a lot out of these conversations. Specifically, we have some questions. A lot of you submitted questions as you came into this uh, meeting around how to think about how to plan your marketing in 2022, given the economy, the market, supply chain issues, and all the other business pressures that we have weighing on us as business leaders and business owners. So that's where we want to spend our time. We've got a couple of good questions that we think will elicit some insights that are going to be useful uh, to all of you. And then what we're going to do, 
um, is we're going to announce uh, some lucky winners. And I'm, I'm going to tell you about that here in just a moment in terms of how you can win. And uh, specifically, it's going to be through engagement. We want this to be interactive. So if you've been here before, you know that we want you to chat. I want you to be able to raise your hand and talk with us on the air. And every time you do that, you're going to get an entry. So you're going to get one entry for every chat message that you put into the chat there. And you're going to get two entries for every on-air comment that you make. I've got a team member behind the scenes who's going to collate that and bring all of that to me at the end. And uh, you're going to be able to win either 500 free door hangers or 500 stickers. And we're going to draw three of you at the end. So make sure to stay engaged. We want to keep this fun and interactive. And we're going to announce those winners here uh, towards the end of the event today. Now, McKenna, if you're up for it, I think you're the only one who's here for the first time. McKenna, I'm going to go ahead and see if you want to unmute. If you would love, or I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Just tell us about uh, who you are, your company, your role, how you heard about the best postcards, and one thing that you're hoping to get out of this session today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. My name is McKenna Wood, um, and with Proxmo Marketing Strategies, we're a digital-based marketing agency out of Virginia. And I have been working with Chris for the past few months and the team at Best Postcards through some clients that I have on my roster. And I'm just excited to be here. It's the first time I'm here and Chris and Janesse told me about it. And I'm just happy to be part of it and learn whatever you guys want to share. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here, McKenna. I appreciate you. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing uh, your insights, hopefully, as well as uh, being able to share some new things with you. So with that, I'm going to shut up here. I'm going to bring up Ashley to the stage. Ashley's going to walk us through as I mentioned, the mailers that most of you are using this month. I'm sure you've seen these, but Ashley uh, is going to talk us through a few of the things that you need to know. Ashley, as I uh, mentioned to you, just let me know when you want me to advance the slides. And as Ashley is doing this, everyone, please, if you have questions or comments or ideas, drop them in the chat or raise your hand um, in Zoom here and I'll bring you on the air and we'll get to those as well. So Ashley, with that, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Thanks, Dave. So without giving away too much from a little sneak peek of a video we have coming up here. Thanks, David. The December is obviously a challenging time for most of us. People are preparing for the holidays, saving money for the holidays, don't want you in their home at this time of the year. So it's typically a challenging time of the year for most of us. So in years past, we've seen great success with this free service call. So you'll notice here on the creative, we have that with you know some other offers either an install offer usually $50 off in a service some people are doing a safety assessment depending on your market here is a copy of the current client 11 and a half by six which also again features that free service call which of course your clients really appreciate and then of course for you people who specifically offer maybe plumbing or electrician specifically. We have some samples. So instead of maybe a free service call, people are offering a free plumbing safety inspection or a free electrical safety inspection. Thanking your current customers and of course, trying to do anything you really can to get inside that home with free inspection or service call. So that's pretty much it. Obviously, if you haven't approved your December proofs, we want to make sure you get that. So connect with Janice, Kari, me, Chris, Ashley, whoever you typically work with, and, and we'll make sure we get those going for you. Very good. I want to take a moment to talk about what you're looking at here on the screen. First of all, is everyone using this mailer? Um, let me know there in the chat. Or, or you've seen this before, I presume, but I want to hear from all of you. This is something that we're going to talk about here for a moment. So what I'd like to do now, uh, we actually have Tom Casey with us here uh, live, but Tom has been brave enough and uh, has volunteered to share a training video. It's a very short two-minute video that he uses to orient his team 
to how they should effectively utilize the promotion that we just took a look at here a moment ago. And so he's been kind enough to share that with us so that we can learn from it. And I want to share that with you here. And as Tom is speaking, I'm going to play the video here momentarily. I'd love for you to jot down any questions, any ideas, any insights that it elicits for you. And then we're going to have a brief discussion about that. So I'm going to bring Tom on here in the video. And then in about two minutes, we will uh, see what questions and ideas this raises for everyone. Here we go. All right, folks, we're in the home stretch for 2021. We have one more mailer left that we're going to do. We are going to do a holiday mailer, which is going to thank our customers for doing business with us. And as a thank you, we're going to give them a gift of a free service call. Yep, free service call. Here's how the service call is going to work. Clearly, by now, with all the things we've done and all the promotions and everything we do for coupons, there are always restrictions that apply, and they always have to call for details so we can have a conversation and explain the program. So here's the explanation. We are going to give all of our clients who have the free service call coupon or the free service call card that is, is printed on the mailer a free diagnostic fee, whether they do the repairs or not. Why would we do that? It's pretty simple. November and December are the shoulder season here in Griffin. We have scraping and doing everything possible to keep the call boards full. We just need to get into houses. So we're going to take all the responsibility that if we get called out for a service call and somebody's having an issue, that we're going to do a great diagnostic. We're going to provide tons of value, build tons of rapport, create affinity between us and the client, and they're going to go ahead and let us do the repair. Now, we're going to also add a little bit in that we're not going to leave the site if there's a repair or there's a discussion that they might not move forward. We're going to find a way to play let's make a deal. and We're going to close that deal down and we're going to do something out there seeing as we took the risk to get out there for free. Now, some of the restrictions that apply are going to be things like it's during normal business hours only. We're not going to go out in the middle of the night for free. We're going to go out normal business hours. It also is going to be based on availability of appointments. So if we don't have an appointment today and the only thing that's going to happen is an after hours type thing, we're going to have to make a decision and the next available is tomorrow and that's a free one. So like everything, it's common sense. Think about our coupons, think about our offers and think about how the world works. You just can't go get nothing for nothing. Although we are giving them a free diagnostic with no strings attached, we're just not going to do it all hours of the day, bump other people out of the way. It's got to fit to our priority schedule, things like that. Any questions, let me know, but that's the promo we're going to run. Boom. All right. Thank you, Tom, as always, for uh, being so generous to share your information with us. Daryl, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Tom's approach and uh, see if you have any questions that Tom can help us answer here. Go ahead, Daryl. Well, <clears throat> this is the only time we've ever sent a mailer out that does not have an expiration date. And I asked that question when they sent me, and the response I got made sense, right? So this is actually a gift. It's not a, we've got a, you know, two month offer, whatever it is. This thing is good for whenever it's a one time, use this card and you get that one free, because that's what it is. It's a gift. It's not an offer. If you do this, we're going to do this. It's not a dollars off. It's a gift. Hey, it's for free. Like, and like Tom said, no strings attached. I like that. It's a little different than what I'm used to. So we have to explain it to our people. This is how this thing works. 
that, that was my only caveat with this without that expiration date. But again, it makes sense that there would be no expiration date. It's a gift. We send those out. So Tom, I presume since you're very intentional about everything that you do, that when you use this for your company, you don't include the date for a very specific reason. Is that correct? Yeah, Daryl nailed it. It's a gift. Okay. Um, it would be disingenuous to say, here's our gift, but you have to use it by February 28th. And it's not really a gift. And the customer will see right through that. Of course, that's the restrictions apply part too. So it's got to fit within our availability. We do allow them to stack some things. So they can't completely stack, but this is a free diagnostic. So we'll go out to that house and do whatever. And if they have a $50 coupon off too, or whatever, some other mailer we might've mailed, they can stack those things, which is also unique because it's a gift. Typically we don't let them stack offers, but this one they can stack. And it's a little bit different for us because we position ourselves um, as if you move forward with a repair, I think anyone's seen our stuff. If you have a repair of over $299, we give you a, a discount or we waive the fee anyways. This is just saying, taking apart the $299. You don't have to do the $299. If we didn't, don't do a good job, we'll walk away. You didn't cost you nothing. Yep. Daryl, how has your staff, how has your team responded uh, to this promotion? How have they perceived it? Do you have any input on that? No, really, I haven't. I haven't really got any feedback, any questions as far as how well that it's working. But I know we these mailers that we're sending out the different promotions, that we are getting a, a good reception from our customers. But this one specifically, I really haven't gotten any feedback on specifically how this one. But this okay. is a, we've only been with you guys for probably two or three months. Now. So it's going okay. to take a little while to get a little bit of momentum. To it. it doesn't. Okay. Don't be surprised you don't get an immediate response because it's not a direct response offer. It's a right. gift, right? Yeah, so this is something they're going to have to hang on to. This they idea, let them hang it on their fridge. Yeah, they throw it in their kitchen drawer. They put it on a magnet on the refrigerator. Right. They've got it right. in front of them because they know in the back of their minds, if something ever does happen, I mean, more than likely, 99% of the time, they're not going to need it when they get that. But when they do, it'll be in the back of their minds. Hey, I've got this free. So they're going to call us as opposed to the next guy. Just right. whoever they Google, they, you know, pull Google up and, Obviously, we've got more five-star reviews than anybody in town, but then with the with the addition of that free service call, that's probably what's going to push them over the edge getting calls. We're talking about uh, direct mail with the actual piece, but in marketing world, if you have any kind of text blasts or emails going out or things that are trying to promote specific activities, the phone call will come and say, hey, I am interested in that thing, whatever the offer is. Can I apply this free service call to it? And of course, we'll give them a coupon. Well, the diagnostic 69 bucks. So yeah, we'll go ahead and book you for the duck cleaning. And we'll just take 69 bucks off as our gift to you. So it, it can be creatively linked to other things. So we're pulling the text blast lever, like it's time to do this or it's time to do that to fill our boards. And we have an open mind that we'll, we just want to be in your house. Best postcards team, anything any of you want to add based on what you're seeing with clients, folks using this? I can see your hands if you want to raise your hand. Also, McKenna, for you, as well as Ken, if you have any questions, let me know there in the chat or raise your hand and um, I'll bring you I'll bring you on the air. I just want to make sure we answer any questions here before we get into the next part of the discussion. Thank you, Tom, for sharing that video with us. And thank you, Daryl, for speaking with us on air. All right. I see, Ashley, you've got your hand raised. Go ahead and unmute yourself, Ashley, and let's hear it. Yeah, just real quickly. Um, I think the other thing to be mindful of is that depending on, and Daryl, I 
I'm not saying yours are not in homes, but it is maybe these have not hit homes yet, depending on when people are approved or maybe have just recently gotten into homes. So Daryl, a little insight for you there. Uh, if you have any questions for Ashley, let us know. Okay, very good. Tom, is there anything else you want to add here before we move into the discussion portion here? Anything else that you want folks to know about this? I would say that some I have heard in you know, sometimes the call center highlights the the exceptions, not the rule. I have heard some calls from the call center manager saying that uh, people want to know what's the catch because wow. they don't get a company giving them something for actual free. And you just be prepared to say, there is no catch. It's literally our gift to you. Well, when does it expire? Daryl, never expires. It's yours. Save it forever. You use yep. it next time you need anything from us. So just anticipate that someone might be calling up. And that usually is they have a need. They just want to make sure there's no catch to the free call. Sure. That makes total sense. Okay. Well, thank you. Unless there are any other questions, I'm going to move over to the discussion portion here. And this is where we want to try to spend um, quality time here. Hopefully I can get as many of you engaged as possible because we want to talk about really what I'm sure is on the minds of a lot of us here, which is how are we going to grow our companies next year, specifically how we're going to plan our marketing in 22, given uh, the economy, the supply chain issues, and everything else that's going on around us. And so we want to talk for a few moments about how you should be thinking some key areas. And to help us do that, we've got a couple of thought starters that we hope will generate some conversation here. So the first question that's going to start us off here, and I want 100% uh, participation here from all of you uh, who are using Best Postcards here. I want to know, this is the first question. I want you to drop this in the chat. Did you grow this year? So I'm talking about 2021. Think, and you don't have to give us the specific number. Just give us a percentage. If you grew your company, if your company grew this year, by what percentage did you grow? Uh, I would assume most of us know that number. Give us an approximation here. So Daryl, Ken, I know your number, but go ahead and drop it in. Let's just drop in our percentages there into the chat. Come on, folks. Don't be shy. Drop it into the chat. I had a chance to uh, speak with you, Tom, as we prepared for the event, actually, and you challenged my thinking, uh, and I'm going to challenge everyone else's thinking in this regard as well here in just a moment, but I want to see what everybody's growing by. So Ken is saying, yes, 22%. Fantastic, Ken. Uh, Daryl says, we've grown about 25 to 30%. That's wonderful. McKenna, I'd love to hear from you. Tom Casey, of course, hitting it big with 55% plus. Holy moly. Boom. Yeah, major boom there. If you haven't dropped your number in there, folks, this is your chance to humble brag. Don't feel bad if you didn't hit 20%, if you didn't hit 30%, if you didn't hit 55%, that's okay. Share your number here. But Tom, when you and I spoke, you challenged my thinking by saying, hey, what if your growth this year, what if everyone's growth this year is solely based on price? And I'd love you to unmute yourself and just tell everybody what you mean by that and the caution that you would give everybody else here in the group in, in that regard. All right. We're, we've been in business planning mode for a while and we're working on budgets. And while we have growth and the number seems awesome and it is awesome and I'm proud of my team, but I call bullshit on it to some extent because I'm like, so, what portion of that growth is no fault of our own? We've had like four and five price increases from some vendors so naturally, our prices have gone up as a result of it. We've had a steady price increase, blending it in month to month. So we weren't hitting the market all like with a big spike. So we've literally had 11 price increases in 2021 in every area of our price book. So we're trying to say of the growth, 
is 25% of that growth because of the price increases. And we didn't really do more transactions or we didn't really do an increasing gross margin percentage. And so I would just say to people in this time where we've had, I've never seen as many price increases or as much of an increase. And there's another one looming in like less than a month. If we think we're doing great by growing, but the growth is related to the price increases, let's not fool ourselves or, or, or let's not take our eye off of like trying to drive the growth, you know, drive the needle further. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's my take yeah. on it for my team. Yeah, it really uh, resonated for me thinking about the companies that are here and just all of you who are listening to Tom share this. Think about the number of transactions for 21 compared to 20. And are they relatively the same or did they also go up for those of you who are growing? I see McKenna sharing that the growth was around 50%, which is incredible. Another boom, major boom there. So let me ask you, the let's say McKenna, Ken, Daryl, those of you who threw your number here in the chat, what do you think of what Tom just said? I'll let you go ahead, Chris, but if the rest of you can just give us some feedback on this false growth, if you will, that, that Tom just shared, go ahead and type that in. Chris, go ahead and unmute yourself. What do you have to say? Hey, Tom, I want to ask you a question. You've been doing this for a long time. And one of the other things besides the price increases is right now the market's hot, whether it be real estate, home improvement, everybody's making money hand over fist. And I was thinking about it today. It reminds me, remember back in 2006, 2005, 2006, every moron in the world that owned a pickup truck slapped a, a sign on the side, was a contractor, was making money. Then all of a sudden in 2008, when the bottom dropped out, they, they were the first to go out of business. I notice a lot of that where the 50%, these ridiculous numbers. And like I said, some of it's price increase, but do you think a lot of it is just because of whether it be COVID, the housing market, everybody has money. And in a real year, is that 50% really 25? Is it 20? What do you think the real number is? What do you I think? think that it's very observant, Chris. And I'm not a doom and gloom guy because I we win, period. What I see happening is people are falsely abundant. They're not paying attention to the cycles and everything swings in a cycle, <clears throat> housing, business. The next problem is the supply chain issues are not changing. They're not going to go away, in my opinion, anytime soon. They're, they might be better here and there, but I've been meeting with vendors. I've been having hard conversations. So if we're not sure of how much we're making that we're truly making that's our own effort not this false like oh we're up two million dollars or something we're not going to have cash and the one thing you cannot deposit in the bank is gross profit percentages or gross profit margins the only thing my bank will take those sons of bitches is cash and so i have to get cash and so I caution, and I'm saying for my own self and my own team, this is a conversation that Dave and I had, because I was like, this is what I'm talking to my team about is let's not get cocky. We still have, we have need more cash than ever right now because we're loading our warehouse right now in 2021 to avoid a 12% price increase. We're negotiating terms. We're stocking the shit out of all the models we sell. We're limiting the models we sell. And so you need cash to do that. So don't go cocky about what we're doing and spending and buying new things and fancy trucks. And you got to have money for marketing and you'd have money for inventory. The other thing is with that happening, I think, and I don't want to go political, but the, the consumer and we're residential, in my opinion, and our coaching and our two teams in Connecticut and Florida, 
the consumer is worn out. They're COVID worn out. They're Biden, politics, country, Afghan. They are tired. And all they're seeing is gas prices go up. They're seeing all this inflation mumbo jumbo. They're seeing Russia and China. There's a fear setting into consumers. And so the last thing they want to think about is buying a water heater or buying an air conditioner. They didn't want to buy it before. They don't want to buy it now. So I'm saying to my team, and I know my marketing budget, it's going to take more effort, whether it's more money, more marketing, or better marketing to get that consumer interested in 2022 than it did in the COVID 2020 and 21 times. The COVID is, that's, it's over. That, that wave of people locked in their house is different now. And their mindset to me is different. They're so wound up. You can't have a conversation. And regardless of political affiliation, everyone takes the bite at the pump. Everyone takes the bite at the grocery store. Everyone takes the bite in the Christmas season of, oh, is there toys? Is there not toys? It's changing our psyche. And it's going to be harder to get people who have money to part with it. And we need to start anticipating that now, in my opinion, before we're thinking about marketing now for spring. We can't be thinking about getting leads in spring and spring is too late. So I think it relates to what you're saying. Don't get high. Don't, my grandmother used to say, if you're resting on your laurels, you're wearing them in the wrong place. Do not rest on your laurels. It is time to make sure you really got that growth. It's time to count your money and save that shit and be ready to anticipate what's going to be coming. If you're reactionary to it, you're going to lose your ass in 2022 is going to hand it to you. You're thinking that for your business, at least 10% of your growth was due to price increase. Tell us how you came up with that number. What's your perspective there? Well, it would have been more than that, but we waited a little longer than some others uh, to raise those prices. We held mm. those as long as we could, but here in the last six months, we just had to do it. So I, I attribute, I figure about that 10% is, is due to just pricing. Interesting. And Ken, I've, you're unmuted as well. I'm going to give you a chance to speak here as well. You're, you said in the chat, I agree with Tom. I think we should look at multiple KPIs to measure growth this year and likely next year. What was crazy for your company, Ken, is we flattened out the last half of the year. So most of our growth happened in the first half. Ken, tell us about that. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like um, what Tom was saying, he thinks is going to happen next year. We felt that in this last half of this year, people were being a little bit tighter with their pocketbooks and our market. And we were, we had to try a lot harder to do the same things that we normally do. One of the reasons why I had reached out to best postcards and started getting more creative with, with our marketing plan to try to be um, a little bit more creative and competitive in, in that I'm curious, was your, let's call it your 55% increase, was that relatively consistent every quarter, every month? Or did you see any pattern similar to what Ken just mentioned? I would say we were pretty consistent until November. We had a big, November is the first month of our budget year. We didn't exceed our budget by a lot. And the place we did not exceed it, we killed it in plumbing. We killed it in service. We sucked in install and we just saw people starting to check back on their willingness to do planned replacements if they have no air or they have no hot water or whatever they're going to do it they got to do it and i think that's a very ken's right on i think and i that's why i was saying heading into the to the next year 
it's going to become more and more important. And I think to the credit of Andrew and his team, they started talking to us already about next year, even though we're talking about a mailer in December or whatever, but somebody called me up and said, oh, I have no leads. What can I do? I'm like, if you have no leads, you can't do anything about it. It's the ship has sailed. You should be planning leads now for at least right. 60, 90 days out. And so the thinking, if the consumer's brain is changing, like Ken is experiencing, we're experiencing, where they're just thinking differently, how do we change our thinking 60 and 90 days out? So then how do we get in the house? They don't want to buy a new AC more than ever. They don't want to buy it. So what do we, they will buy it, by the way. If we get in the house and we have a great conversation, we talk to them, they will buy the AC, but they won't call for the AC. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Chris, I see your hand up. Why don't you go ahead? So Tom, that, that's a great point. One of the things I was talking to someone about yesterday was it's going to get a little harder. So there's two things that have to happen. On your guys' end, you have to have better policies and procedures, run a better business. Sales calls have to be a little bit tighter because people are getting a little tighter with their money. The second thing is getting more market share. If Tom's got a business here in Milford, Connecticut, if there was a million dollars, people spend a million dollars on uh, HVAC repair, and there's five of you and he has 20% market share, <laughs> next year it might go to $800,000 and he has to increase his market share just to 25%, just to break even. So one, going into next year, and like that goes back to what I was saying about 2008, is things are going to get a little tougher. And you're going to have to get a little sharper with their sales calls, get a little more creative to get into houses and upgrade and up your market share and make sure that of those people are going to buy, how do we get in front of them? And Tom has been pretty astute and pretty smart about getting, coming up with different ways just to get in the house. Tom, Ken, and everybody else, one of the questions I had was obviously we can come up with marketing ideas to help get more market share, but is there any, like any other ideas, for example, like the Christmas card to get inside the house that you see for next year? Do you have any other ideas that I can propose to just help get more calls? I think it's going to be an emphasis on repair versus replace. So every, everyone is <laughs> marketing now, offering all these deals for systems and buy, and we're talking that no one wants to buy. So if they're not going to buy, what they're thinking is fix. And I believe like our messaging, and I talked to Ashley about it this week, she was working on our account with us. And I said, we're going to really shift our focus to the repair side of things and emphasize that we're the repair guys. Now, clearly, if we don't hit, like anyone in HVAC business, if you don't hit your install goal, everything else is shit, period. <laughs> you could have the best, I told you, you had the best plumbing and service and we still sucked because I didn't hit our HVAC install goal. So we know we have to get installs, but we just have to go about it a different way. And it's not a loss leader. Six isn't a loss leader. We just need to tell people, we fix what others can't. We fix others replace. Whatever that messaging is by for, for anyone's company, that's ours, we think going forward. So I think we're going to see a big de-emphasis of buy and more on fix, fix, and also maintain, getting in the house and doing that. And we already started some internal training today, actually, with a beta test group of technicians. How do we have a better conversation in the house about all the systems? How do we slow down and have a better conversation so we have more opportunities? And the other thing I would say to Chris is maybe we don't need more leads or more phone calls. I think that our thinking right now, and we have a huge push on this, is our very first profit center of our company needs to become the call center. The call center is where we make all of our money and we never count it as that, but I need to do a better job with every call I do get. And I bet you if someone counts like I do, I'm just going to tell you, 
get your favorite alcohol ready, bourbon, whiskey is my choice. Because when you start looking at your actual service titans full of shit, by the way, those are bogus numbers. If you count, we count total phone calls versus total bookings. And it makes you want to drink when you first look at it. I can do all my growth, Chris, and all my secure from all, keep my business stable by just improving my call center. If you go sit in your call center, you want to shoot yourself in the leg. It's so it's a painful experience because your call center sucks. Mine does. It's our lowest paid, lowest <laughs> trained people. And that was okay when the phone's ringing off the hooks like crazy. That has had been all through COVID. But now that it's changing, we're like going in that call center like, no, every call, we're going to put a banner on the wall, like never lose a call. We need to book that call no matter what. So I would say more creative, different messaging on repair, replace, main, repair and maintain versus replace. But then how are we going to make sure we absolutely 100% do not lose any caller? If they're in our territory, they want a service we provide, we have to convert them some way, somehow. So we're literally every day going to the call center saying, what were the objections today? What were the calls we didn't book today? And we're handling and then we're training on it every day. I don't know if that helps, Chris, but that's my take on it. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, Thank Ashley, you. I saw your hand up. Did you want to uh, say something, Ashley? And also yeah, move past it just a little bit, but I was going to, I was going to mention that I have several clients, including Ken, who have recently started or are about to start doing these new homeowner lists. And I just wondered, Tom, if you had any experience, I mean, have you tried that before? And, and if so, how did it work for you? It depends on the, the housing stock is what I'm going to say. Because for example, if it's a lot of new homes, then you're marketing to people who have a warranty. And then they're not going to want to use a non-warranty company to do the work because I have a warranty. If you're in a market where the realtors are selling a lot of home warranties, even with existing houses, sort of the same problem. I just bought a house and Remax included a home warranty. Even though this is a great mailer, you're a great guy, it's a great offer, come out and do a free assessment, all that stuff. I have a warranty. And so warranty makes homeowners feel bulletproof. That That's one kind of thinking. And I, I can't say it's good or bad for the particular markets, but it definitely, you have to look at who's on the list and what the list is producing. The second aspect that I would consider is sometimes home, new homeowners, the idea could be, again, it depends on the type of transactions. They're new to the house, they don't know who to call, they're new to the area, they don't know who to call, but they're also maybe sometimes buyer fatigued, like they just, they bought a new house and they're gonna wanna buy things like furniture and other things for the house. And then we can't make them wanna buy HVAC or plumbing or electrical because it's a grudge purchase. It's an externally triggered purchase. So I would be very like strategic about who I'm mailing to and what the message is. You probably have to do something maybe for free to get in the house. Like, hey, we'll come out, We welcome to the area, congratulations. We want to be your provider for these home services. And we'd love to just give you a, a free safety check or something and, and go in literally with the idea that my goal is to gain a customer, not to gain a sale because they're, they're not going to be able to get financing because they just got a loan. So they're probably maxed out on what they could borrow. There's just some more strategy there. I don't know if that's helping or hurting, but that's how I would look at it. I've seen it work great. I've seen it not work great. It depends on the list and the okay. Gotcha.
Ashley Sanborn, I see you with your hand up. Let's get your uh, question or comment. And then we, I want to move on to the next question because it's an important one. Go ahead, Ashley. Sure. Just real quickly on that same topic, um, thinking as a consumer, I actually love that idea. I, especially in my area, I don't get enough advertisements from the home service people, but thinking if I was somebody new moving into an area, I would love to get something to my home personalized with my name. And like Tom said, maybe a free safety inspection or something to get in that home. And I would love that at thinking as a consumer. So I think that's a great idea. And I'm interested to see how that works out for your people, Ash. Nice. Very cool. All right, let me get to the next question because this is a very important question. Uh, you should be able to see it here on the screen. Let me tee it up and then I'm going to ask you to engage here in the chat. As you're thinking about your 2022 goal, I want to ask you this question. What percent of revenue are you intending to spend on marketing? I want you to think about that for a moment and then we're going to discuss that. So as you're thinking ahead to next year, many of you I know have, are in the midst of your business planning. I'm sure you've thought about this. What percent of revenue are you intending, as you sit here right now, in 22 to spend on marketing? I'm going to read that off here. Think about that for a moment. Tom is the first one to throw his number down here. Tom is saying that he is anticipating spending 8% of budgeted revenue. So McKenna and the rest of you, Ken, Daryl, everyone else, what are you looking at? Daryl says, we have for the last several years stayed at 7% marketing, and we've been pretty consistent with this. Okay, keep that coming in, folks. If you can, drop it in there. I want to talk about this for a moment in the next few minutes that we still have left here. And Tom, I'm going to ask you again, I know you've been contributing a lot today, but I want you to chime in here in terms of how you look at what companies need to spend. You and I had a chance to talk before the meeting, and you said a lot of this has to do with the mindset. It has to do with the goals that the business owner has or the business leaders have around what they want their company to do. So I'd love for you to walk us through the chart that we've created here, Tom, and tell us about these different levels. And then I'd like to see if anybody has questions or comments based on what you're outlining here. So go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we talked about. Essentially where we are in our business life or cycle. Some people are very content doing whatever 2 million or 5 million or 15 million or whatever they've got, but that doesn't mean they don't have to market because there will always be attrition of customers. So there's always some amount of customers. And if you're in that mode of, to me, if you're in that comfortable mode of uh, business, there's somebody else in the market who's in one of the other modes of acquiring. And unless you're like a new construction company and they're doing tons of building, the only place they can take candy from is your babies. So you need to build a fence around your customers and stay in touch with them and be top of mind with them and stuff like that. So it becomes your appetite for that. There has to be something. I find that we've seen on six to six to the middle levels, I want to grow and I, I want to be a grow more than maintaining. I want to build my business. I want to grow my business. And then there's like hyper growth mode. Like sometimes that's adding a service like, Hey, we're going to add electrical. We need to do a lot more marketing of it. Maybe it's a new, I'm going to expand my reach. So I'm, I've got my frequency and my reach already dialed in. I'm maxing out this target, but now I'm going to expand over here. I don't want to necessarily dilute this one until I have full dominance. So now I have to add some extra money in for that. I think we just have to sit down and in the budget basis, your average sale, your transactions, your phone calls, and your conversion, you say, okay, we want to grow by a million dollars. That sounds awesome. You really can't grow by a million dollars. You can grow by how many phone calls and how many appointments. So what is your pace at generating those phone calls and appointments? And then what is your conversion on those appointments at what sale value? Once you do the math, then you don't, I think Chris was getting to before, like how many phone calls do I need? How, 
and that will determine your percentage. So if I need to add in 25 more appointments a week, that that's over a thousand a year. I'm not going to do that unless I spend money, unless I do something. Or maybe I'm already getting that and losing it in my call center. I just need to increase my call center conversion by 10% and I get those extra calls. But that's my that's kind of my take on what your question is, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I see, Daryl, you're saying for the last several years, you've stayed at 7% and you've been pretty consistent with that. Michael, Carlo is saying 8% of this year's revenue. Michael, I'm curious if you're anticipating that for next year as well. Ken is saying we used to spend 12 to 14%. We finally got it down to 8%, but I feel like we're going to need to do closer to 10 to 12 next year. So that's this last row here. Uh, Tom, as you described it, I'm in hyper growth mode. I want to explode. Ken, that's interesting. And then McKenna, you say that we've been spending lower around 2 to 3%. The goal is to get up to 5% this year. Interesting. Does anybody want to uh, say anything further about this? I'd love to see if anyone has insights or questions. Tom, is there anything else that you think would be useful for the group here to think about as um, they're planning 22 and their marketing spend? I think the only thing that I talk about, and I probably, Andrew wants to drive a stake through my heart when I do it, is your percentage spend. The next thing is to allocate it, right? And what I look at marketing as, and I, if anyone's ever talked to me, I probably like a broken record. My marketing is an investment and I look at it like I look at any other investment. I want to diversify my risk. So I have to have a conversation with Andrew and Ashley about what I'm going to spend on direct mail. So if I know easy math, it's a million dollars of business. I'm going to spend 8%. I've got 80 grand to spend. I need to, to know what I'm going to spend with direct mail. And then I can design my plans with the data from best postcards of like my market data, my matchback reports, my saturation reports, what can my percentage of spend get me? And for me, I do. So I would just say like, probably I see too many of my, my friends and peers go too much in digital and it's like crack. I call it paper crack. And I spend less than a thousand bucks a month on paper crack. So I do have digital. And so I split up 30% mail, 30% media, 30% digital. I have 10% left over for that WTF. Like who the hell knows what I'm going to spend it on? Maybe a balloon guy on the street. But knowing the percentage is the first step, then knowing how I want to divide up the buckets, it also gives me better conversations with, in my case, Ashley, my account manager, and Andrew on like, okay, so where am I going to spend it? Now I might spend it equally. If you're like my market in Florida, I'm going to spend it more in the shoulder season of spring and more in the end of the year. I'm going to spend less in the summer because summer is crazy hot. I would just say that chart is only one piece and it's maybe not doing a service to not say, think through how you're going to allocate it. And yep. then we set our budget, Dave. And then it's like, and I just finalized our marketing budget yesterday and you're going to take a lot for me to change it. You're going to, you're going to have a, a knife fight or something like, cause that is the spend and we're not changing it. We, unless it's not working, we might have to adjust it, but we will not go into it like not knowing. So I can't spend more on direct mail than I can budget, that I budgeted. I can't spend more on digital than I budgeted. So when those vendors come and start to say, well, if you just did this and I make a gut decision, which is what us contractors are really good at doing that hurts ourselves. We make these sure. uninformed decisions. My budget dictates. And so the percentage I want to spend, how I want to allocate it, assign those dollars, and then negotiate those dollars. That's probably my best advice on it. I see that Tom, Tom's chart is a favorite here for Kenneth saying Tom's chart is spot on. McKenna, you said the same. Agreed. I love the chart. 
So Tom, thank you for sharing that. I still have a few more things I want to share with you. First of all, what I would like you to do before we get into the winners, Mike Chircuzio, go ahead and start getting that raffle ready here for us. I want to know from you, this is an all play. I want everybody to contribute here. What was something that stood out today that we've talked about? Tom's been sharing a lot. We're thankful for you, Tom. Daryl is saying, now I want to hire this balloon guy on the street. <laughs> all right. Hey, Tom, smile. That's good. What else do you have, folks? Is that what stood out to you today, Daryl? Hoping you have a couple of other things. Love to see that if you could drop it in here. Even best postcards team. What'd you hear from the community here that stands out to you? Chris is saying to focus, be focused on repairs. Okay. Tom is saying Daryl and Ken's observations of consumer mindset changes. Yeah, I really, I'm going to go back and re-listen to that. I thought that was interesting too. Ashley is saying the new homeowner list and mailers or list slash mailers. Okay. Uh, what about you, McKenna? Let's see. Did we hear from you, Ken? Ken says, you're an amazing speaker. I want to get to know Tom better. Tom, I think he's speaking to you. I don't think he's speaking to me. If we had Lou here, Lou would give me uh, some kudos on my hair. He always comments on my hair. I don't know why, but thank you, Ken. I'm sure Tom uh, takes that nicely. <laughs> there we go. Boom. All right. I'm going to close this here in just a moment, but I want to see if anybody has any questions for the best postcards team. Ken is saying, we use power selling pros to train our CSRs and it's helped a lot. And that's helpful to know. Thank you. McKenna says, can I get with Chris? Let's see, Chris Wetmore. Is that who you're referring to, McKenna? I'd like to get them for one of my clients. Okay, Chris, you got that? You see that note from McKenna? Power selling pros are very good, says Tom. Chris says, yes, ma'am. All right, fantastic. Any other questions, any other needs that you have from uh, the best postcards? Do you have any questions for the team, for Tom, for anybody who's shared today? I'm gonna hold this for another minute. Last time, Drew also had connectivity issues at the end and I gave everyone free mailers for a whole month. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not allowed to do that, <laughs> but I'd love to. <laughs> That's what you get when you drop off, Drew. All right, any other questions <laughs> or comments? What's that? I said, we love you, Dave. I appreciate you and your team and everybody for joining us here tonight. That's, we appreciate you as well. Thank you for saying that. Tom has dropped his uh, email there into the chat. Thank you, Tom. So there's Tom, if you've got any questions for Tom. I am three minutes past when I wanted to keep you. Unless there's anything else, I want to thank you for being here today. We appreciate you. If you have any questions, if you have anything that you need, you know where to reach your team. And uh, we hope that you all have a great set of holidays. Stay safe and enjoy the time with your friends and family. Thanks, everybody. Have a good rest of the night. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Really quick, I just wanted to let you know, we've just opened up a texting community, which means that... You can text me questions right now, and I'm spending anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes a day answering questions from people like you that are listening to the podcast. So I want you to stop and pull out your phone right now and text me at 949-506-5835. Or if you're listening to us right now on a podcast player, let's say on your phone, maybe you're going for a run or going on a walk, you can go to the description of this podcast right now, go click on it. And my team has put the number and a link that you can click on to make the process even easier for you to text me, okay? So look at that or write it down, 949-506-5835. And when you text me, just say, hello, Dave. It's, you know, whatever your name is. And it will add you to my phone. And then it's going to shoot you back a message where you can add me to your phone and we can then talk from that point forward, okay? I'm going to be giving away tips, links to live interviews, free stuff, quotes, 
frameworks, training links, only things that you can get through this texting platform. And also something specific for our friends in the print and agency community. You know, we come across leads all the time for print work and agency work, things that as a software company, you know, we just don't do. But I think many of you probably want to know about those things. And we come across these leads in places that you're probably not frequenting. So if you want to be able to get those leads, I also send those through text to this community. So if that's helpful to you, pull out your phone, text me at 949-506-5835. Or like I said, if you're listening on a podcast player on your phone, you can go to the description. My team has put the number as well as a link that I think you can click and it'll make it even easier for you to text me. I can't wait to hear from you. See you later. Bye-bye.